and welcome to the Texas Hemp Coalition podcast. I am your host and executive director, Alyssa Nolan. And today we have our guest with us today, Mr. Eddie Velez of Oak Cliff Cultivators. Eddie, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Alyssa. Awesome. Well, are you at the farm today? It seems like you are. Yeah, I am at the farm today and just trying to stay cool right now before it starts to get hot, you know, around after 12 o'clock, it's over after that. Uh, I understand that it's uh, the summer is definitely taking off a little later than we've had it in the past. But uh, thank you for being here today. And I would like to start this out with you telling us a little about yourself and your journey within the hemp and cannabis industry. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having us, you know, have us on the, on the podcast. Of really course. appreciate that. But kind of a little bit of our background, you know, for myself, I, I did a career change. You know, I come from the field of emergency management, uh, worked in FEMA for a number of years. Uh, prior to that, I was in the Marine Corps, uh, graduated from the University of North Texas. But uh, what I've always been interested in cannabis, you know, I just never get get into it because of, you know, I worked for the federal government. But now when it became legal, my wife and I decided to kind of, you know, jump on this green train and uh, we cashed out our retirement, you know, and we went full head head first into the hemp industry. It's been great, you know, um, learning a lot, meeting a lot of new folks. It's a definitely uh, we're learning, you know being an expert in the prior field and come to a field where you're completely a rookie. It's been, it's been a little challenging, but it's been fun. Oh, I can imagine. Well, you guys have already started off with the bang. I think you're one of the most recognizable farms and brands in the state of Texas. And, you know, I like to compare everyone that's involved in the industry now to a pioneer. So how does it feel to be a pioneer in this industry? I know you've had a lot of challenges and you've had to figure it out, yeah. but what, yeah, what, yeah. what comes to mind? Wow. Pioneer in industry. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how to take that, but it's 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 cool. Um, it's we get to we're getting to reinvent things here in Texas as far as cannabis and kind of educating people. So we're really you know enjoying that. You know, being a pioneer, like you say, if does that if that's what you want to call it, we're we're happy to do that. We want to break down those walls and make it easy for everybody else in the state of Texas to do the same thing we're doing. I agree. And it takes like-minded individuals like all of us who have come from other backgrounds. And I think that's probably what sets, you know, you and your farm and brand apart from everyone else is that you do have that government background. So you may understand a little bit more of the regulatory issues that we have in the industry. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, learning how to farm was hard, but if you have uh, a new farmer coming into this, if you don't know about compliance or regulations, it, it could be quite the challenge. And, you know, fortunately I've, like you said, I did have that government experience. I know about regulations and being compliant, you know, state and federal laws is just something I'm familiar with. So I kind of felt very comfortable in this space. No, it's, it's something that, you know, a lot of people are trying to learn with business industry because, you know, a lot of people are first generation farmers. They're not as familiar right. with the way that the government works. Um, like may, mm. maybe some of us that come from that background. So it, it, it's helpful for people like yourself that understand it and then can help us kind of like move towards the future to help build this industry. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, I'm a first time grower, first time farmer, city slicker completely. You know, I've, I've made a lot of friends in the industry. Like, you know, we got VJ, you know, Ross and VJ farms, Aaron to house hemp, you know, I've just, Folks like that kind of gravitate to because I'm just a sponge right now. And I think all of us kind of share information, making sure, you know, we do Texas right. Definitely. Well, I would love to hear more about your brand Oak Cliff and kind of how y'all got the idea for that. Yeah. So 
Oak Cliff Cultivators, Oak Cliff is a town inside Dallas, south, um, southwest of Dallas. It's a town my wife and my family grew up. So we take pride in the community we came from. Um, so we just wanted to bring the community to the forefront. Um, we come from, the community we come from is kind of a, not the best growing up environment, but it's getting better. But we wanted to show people from our, our environment, our community, that you could do things, you could do it the right way, you could be profitable, you know, follow the laws, things like that. So we wanted to just set the example to our community, like, hey, you can be an entrepreneur. There's other things out there. You just got to pursue those dreams. Right. That's why we want to name it Oak Cliff. Got it. And y'all have recently moved back to Oak Cliff, correct? Yeah, man. After about 20 years, you know, we've been away. Um, you know, FEMA took us took us to Austin. You know, Hurricane Harvey. That's why I ended up in Austin. And then when we started our Oakland cultivators, we lived in Austin, but hey, our mark, our family's up here, all our friends. So we decided just to pack up our bags and move it back to Oakland. And we've been here since, since June. I am sure that everybody in the community is happy to have y'all back, especially in this new space. We're, and I think it's excellent right. what y'all are doing is to show everybody in the community to be an entrepreneur, um, that you can kind of like, you have a goal, you set it and you can be successful. Right, right. I think that's great. Well, tell us about your farm. So, you know, for everyone that's listening, Oak Cliff uh, competed in the first ever Taste of Texas Hemp Cup and won a lot of the awards. So we'd love to hear <laughs> a little bit more about your farm, your strains, and uh, the trials and tribulations that y'all have had. Yeah, that, uh, that Taste of Texas Hemp Cup, man, that was a surprise for us. You know, like you mentioned, we took six out of nine. That was a shocker. Um, so our operations, we're, we were... Uh, uh, I call it a boutique hemp farm. We focus on craft and premium and grown quality, you know, hemp products. So we have a two, but we have a 6,000 square foot of indoor uh, greenhouse grow space. Plus we built an indoor drying facility about 2,000 square feet, which I feel like really set this apart from a lot of other folks because we invested a lot in our drying and curing process. So greenhouse, 6,000 square foot, and then plus a dry house, you know, attached to it. And, you know, we, we were focusing, we were just a farmer. So we just wanted to grow and cultivate quality flower. But as a farmer, we quickly realized, you know, as a farmer, you get cut short selling your products wholesale. So we expanded into products. We branded our own flowering jars, started developing pre-rolls, edibles, tinctures, and things like that. So we kind of, ex- it wasn't part of the plan, you know, just got to adapt with the, fl- you know, adapt with what comes, what comes towards you. And in order for us to be more profitable as a farmer, we expanded to those product lines which has been pretty good so far uh as far as challenges uh growing (laughs) learning how to grow was a challenge um a lot of we ask i'm not scared to ask dumb questions i ask dumb questions all the time i got a good list of folks i could call all the time and you know that's what it's about in this industry i find that it's the networking unless you know like people like you um to call austin or you know call aaron or call you know jake out of and drops a life it just it's just that network of family and it's been very, very helpful to have that. And, and I actually want to foster that and make that more, want to embrace that for everybody else coming to the industry. It's not a, if you ask me a question, I can pay for that. It's just you got to share that knowledge sometimes. There's some times where you do got to pay for things. I get it. But I think sharing that information with other farmers really helps us. It's really helped us along the way. Well, I think that's a great thing to bring up when we talk about the tenets that, you know, in the Texas Hemp Coalition, and one of them is networking. And I think right. I've, I've seen it 
you know, first and foremost, you and, and the other farmers kind of like, you know, getting together and sharing your experiences and, and knowing that there's room for everyone to get involved, that you're not competing against each other. You're working together to make right. a successful industry. Right. It, it's, it, you know, Texas is grown by Texas farmers. And that's what we're really, we're really trying to push, you know, here in, in the state of Texas, at least Oak Cliff perspective. We want to, we want to really push Texas products and Texas grown hemp. Because we, we do compete with other markets coming from other states, you know they do they're big competition. But we need to establish what Texas can produce, and there are quality products for the market. Right. So you know, obviously we're Texans, and we're proud to be from here, and we have a lot of different programs that can help us, and hopefully we'll be competitive. So, as Oak Cliff cultivators, what kind of sets you guys apart from maybe the other farms and brands out there? You know. Um, you know, my wife, Martha, she has 16 years in education. And, you know, one thing when, when we got into this, I kind of, I like to just jump in things and just go. Martha, my wife, she sits back and asks a lot of questions like, why you grow this? And what are these terpenes? And what do they do for you? So she kept asking those questions. It was out, we actually learned more about our product, right? So we took that information and passed it to our clients. So as we meet our customers, we explain not only what the genetic is, but we like to get into the terpene profile. You know, do you know about mercine? Do you know, are you looking to be relaxed? Are you looking for energy? So we dive into those rabbit holes and try to help our clients at least navigate their pathway into CBD. And I really think that's what helps us stand, you know, that differentiates from a lot of the other CBD companies in Texas. Are you seeing a lot of your customers that are, you know, maybe weren't as educated about the, you know, hemp plant and all of the, minor cannabinoids, are you seeing them maybe start to understand and, and open up their eyes a little bit? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's brand new to Texans. I mean, and right. brand new to the country, to be honest. I mean, a lot of people, they just know it's CBD, you don't get high, right? So they, right. that's what their brain is trained for. But we're trying to dive into deep, dive deep and deeper to that to show that it's a wellness and there's benefits into CBD besides, you know, those, the stigmas out there about, you know, cannabis. So we're just trying to reinvent, you know, what cannabis is and the benefits it can be, you know, for each individual. I think that that's important. And, and your wife, Martha, is such knowledge based on education. And I, that's a huge component to this industry is we're not only educating consumers, but we're also educating our own industry. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a two way street, you know. Yeah. It's definitely. Two, I mean, customers are teaching us things of what they're looking for. And so, you know, and then we're teaching them about the product. So it, it helps out everybody. Oh, definitely. What do you yeah. see are some of the major challenges, you know, as a farmer and as a retail brand in the state of Texas right now? Standardization. I think uh, there's a lot of, you know, misinformation coming from the, the governing agencies. You know, we're, you know, on the ag agriculture side, we're governed by Texas Department of Ag. On the consumable side, we're governed by Department of State Health Services. A lot of people get confused on what they are. You know, I think mm -hmm. sometimes clarity and, con and a consistent message across agencies would be beneficial to the farmer. And then, you know, compliance, you know, and just being consistent on what the message is for the farmer to execute their grow program. I think that really helps out the farmer. Those are, and, and as far as challenges, um, uh, another one would be just, you know, everybody's doing something different different which is fine i think just if we could have a standard template <laughs> yeah just so we all could you know we all could follow and make sure texas is growing right and then we you know, we you know produce premier products 
Definitely. And I love that you, you know, the first time I met you, you talked about compliance and you really put right. an importance on that. And, and for our listeners that might not necessarily understand why compliance is com- important in this industry, could you kind of explain, you know, how it's helped you guys, you know, what your practices sure. are? Yeah. So, so compliance, it's, it's not just about following rules. It's just um, as a farmer, when you, when you grow products, you have to apply for a hemp license, right? A hemp producer license. You got to understand what exactly you're applying for. Are you a producer? Are you a manufacturer? What, what's your space? Once you define your space, then you get your license and then you got to identify what genetics, genetics you want to grow, you know, type of, you know, CBD strands. And once you find those strands, then you got to apply for a, per- a lot permit, you know, a lot of times people don't know what a lot permit is. You know, is a square foot? Is it about an acre? How many plants you're going to grow? Is it it's a greenhouse? What's your, what's your GPS location? Once you get that out the way, then you got to worry about, you know, being compliant as you're growing your plant because you want to be within your THC levels at 0.3%. So not only are you, you don't just test one time, you're testing throughout your flower stage as you're getting ready to harvest. And I think that's a lot of what people didn't understand last year is you're not testing one time, you're testing on right. a weekly basis to, to ensure you're consistent. And not only that, the, it's the reporting after the fact. You got the uh, end up harvest lot report. You know, no one trained, actually, no one trained anybody how to do the lot report. Here's your Excel spreadsheet. You got to figure out how to fill it out. So, you know, we had to figure that out ourselves. But, you know, that's just the farming side. Don't even get me talking about the consumption side because there's other compliance issues on there. I mean, compliance regulations you got to follow, but it's a lot. And if you're just a new time farmer, just learning how to grow, throw that on top of that and also running a business, it could be quite overwhelming. Definitely. And I know that a lot of you that had to figure that out yourself, I witnessed it. And uh, as somebody who helped write, you know, those regulations and used to work for the Department of Ag, it's, it's still overwhelming. Yeah. So yeah. having people like yourself that can kind of give that advice, I think is really important. Definitely. And, and I have much appreciation what everybody's trying to do at the state level. You know, it's, it's a lot. I get it. But, you know, it's a lot for us, too, to try to follow that, you know, be, and be concise and make sure we meet expectations, you know, just managing expectations, you know. Well, what are some things that you think, you know, you would like to see in the future as we move forward in the hemp space, you know, compliance wise, regulatory wise, that would help you as a farmer? Compliance 101, but not, not, not like a broad not not a thousand foot view like in the details compliance like actually walking through a, having somebody walk through this is what you want to do all right here's checkbox number one mm-hmm. kind of a step-by-step process on i mean now it's twofold right so you got the ag side and you got dishes side so it's almost like you need a checklist or at least a one-on-one for each one of those items and then an overarching showing how they everybody integrates together you know how TDA and dishes integrate, and what are they trying to do at the same? What's the common goal? Like a common operating picture, almost. Right, just something that's a little more broken down for these guys who might not be as familiar with the process of working with the government agency to see. Right. These are the, this is the checklist that I have to follow. Exactly, because we've been to a couple of conferences. You know, we went to Lucky Leaf, Austin, and Dallas, and the consistent question we got is, "Where do I start? What's compliance? Who's TDA?" Like. I got my hemp producer license, but I don't even know where to go from here. Like, so those type of questions is those type of questions could be really answered in a one-on-one, like a basic one-on-one for each farmer trying trying to be compliant within the state. 
I agree. And I think that's something that we can continue to work on as the coalition. And it's just going to take industry to see the importance of it so that we can go in there and have those meetings. Because I think we've seen that those both of those agencies are kind of looking for advice from the industry as well. Right. Yeah, it's not only the compliance side, you know, as a farmer, you know, you talk about banking regulations too, you know, making sure you have the right bank and CPA involved, a lawyer. It's just that compliance is a piece of it, you know, even teaching farmers about working with the lawyer, working contract agreements. I mean, the basics of a contract, how to read a contract, how to interpret a contract. I think that information is necessary for, for a person like me trying to, you know, sell all these, you know, sell these uh, hemp products. Right. And just to navigate the system, what do you need to be successful and also to protect yourself? Right. Exactly. You know, um, having disclaimers on your labels. What is a, what is a, what is a right label look like? And what is, what is the correct label? You see all kinds of labels out there. What's the consistent one and what's the one that's not, what's going to keep me out of trouble. And also, you know, I get questions all the time of what am I supposed to have connected to my QR? Right. Yeah. Like where, where did QR code come from? People are like, is it necessary that QR code? Why do you have to have a QR code? Can we just use a website? You know, it just, those little things that they might be small, but they have big impacts on your, you know, the, the finished product and how you take it to market. And I think education or some kind of one-on-one, it might be segments, you know, mm-hmm. segments on compliance, banking, free, you know, labeling. It just, I think there's some education out there. It can help taxes do right. And also help out, you know, People are trying to keep us in check, you know, the state, even law enforcement, integrating with law enforcement, ensure they know what it, how to read a label. What is a QR code? Right. Those are the conversations I think that should be happening more often. Are you seeing, you know, we have a lot of discussion and I get questions a lot about local law enforcement that they might not be comfortable with farms in certain areas or, you know, certain retail brands. You know, people are scared to, you know if they don't have their transport manifest that they're going to get stopped on the road. So have you seen any right. of that? And, and if so, how have you kind of reacted with local law enforcement? To be honest, I, I've been pulled over by local law enforcement with hemp products in my vehicle, but I had my proper documentation, hemp handler license, my hemp producer license, and I show that. And they were very open to it. They, they, I was expecting it to be a, a bad situation, but it actually turned out to be a positive situation where I find myself, explaining what hemp was and talking about my farm and how to be, how we're compliant. And, you know, they let me go. But from, from my perspective, I have, I haven't really had a negative run in with law enforcement and I really haven't had a conversation with somebody who has yet, at least, at least on the hemp side. But I think if we get out there, just have interactions with law enforcement, either at your local level within your jurisdiction or your County or your city, just kind of like, Hey, I'm a farmer. Just want to let you know, this is where I operate. I kind of did that in my area and it kind of helped me when I got, when I did get pulled over, you know, less than a mile from a farm. So I think that's just talking to local law enforcement helps out. I think that's wonderful advice. And everybody, you know, if you're, you were thinking about growing, if you are planting, you have a manufacturing facility, a processing facility is to take, do your due diligence and to right. talk to them. Right. You know, you got to become a, a you got to be likable in your community, community, but now one thing about being likable is getting out there and meet them. Just explain what you're doing. People are scared for something they don't know about. Once they understand it, it makes it a little easier on everybody else. I agree. I think that's wonderful advice um, and something that, you know, we don't touch on enough, but it is something that still happens when you are farming in more of a conservative community. Right. 
and especially close to the city. I could say, definitely see that happening. Oh, for sure. Well, you know, we talked about education in your spe- in your space. What do you think education-wise is the most important thing for hemp and cannabis? What's the most? Just education-wise, what do you think is the most yeah. important step that we make in the future for this industry? I, I guess um, uh, kind of really throwing me off of that question. As far as education for the industry, I think having um, a – a well-rounded curriculum for hemp or cannabis in the state of Texas or like a Texas cannabis college type forum, I think it would be excellent for farmers or the state of Texas. At least you get everybody on the same page, everybody understands the same growing method, everybody understands the same labeling, for example, method. If you can make it all consistent at a college or, or at an education level, I think it'll really standardize everybody's operation improve communication with state because if we could take what the state requirements are or their thoughts on how to educate folks and we do the education to them, I think it just ties everybody together and moves us in, moving forward in like in, on the same on the same foot. I think that's an excellent idea is having somewhere that's maybe accredited by a university or a system where people feel comfortable coming and listening for, to experts who have grown it in the state of Texas. Right. And, and I'm not talking about and that's a group having a master girls course or something like that. I'm talking about a true education system, with right. curriculum, there's credits involved, things like that. Agreed. Agreed. I know that, mm. you know, when I went to A&M, they had started having viticulture and enology classes for the wine industry. And I, I hope that that's something that we see at, you know, yeah. our agriculture colleges is having some type of like hemp and cannabis course where they're taught you know, the benefits or, you know, this is how you grow the plant, some agronomy classes, something like that. Exactly. You know, like you said, you know, we're, we're some pioneers breaking, we're leading the way, but we got to ch- teach the new farmers or our, right. even my kids how to do it the right way in, you know, in, in, in our state. So I think if we could establish those foundation the education system for hemp specifically, I think we could do great. So, you know, I know that you've got two beautiful children and you're kind of bringing them up through this uh, new industry. And, you know, yeah. what are your future plans with your kids and your family with the Oak Cliff brand? Oh, man, get them involved. Put them to work, man, for sure. We <laughs> need more hands. <laughs> now, um, our, our kids, uh, I got a nine-year-old and a, and a five-year-old. She's about to be six, but she's really going on 13, to be honest. Um <laughs> I, they don't know the bad stigma of cannabis, right. right? They only know mom and dad grow hemp and everybody loves hemp. So they don't see that, that negativity. So we're trying to, we're trying to foster that environment for them. Yes. We're going to give them some, some history of it, but this is where it's going. Right. So we're trying to push them to understand how to farm hemp, understand the benefits of hemp and they can explain what hemp is to you. You know, they can explain terpenes. They just, they could tell you when it's ready to go to flower. So we're just trying to bring the family into it. It's a, it's a family affair. I mean, we just want to, I, I think one, th- one of the reasons we quit our, you know, our regular job is because you get kind of disconnected. You get to your meetings, you go and you travel, you're doing this, you're doing that on your job. But when we came into the farming, it's a family thing. It's, it's not just you doing it. Your, your wife is involved, your son's involved, your daughter's involved. I love it. It's great. It's, it's a great thing. Well, y'all are truly an inspiration, I think, to the hemp industry in the state of Texas and just showing people that it's okay to take that chance because we all know that every industry in Texas had to start somewhere. Right. And hopefully in 
five, 10 years, we will look back and say, wow, we thought we knew everything, but we were just learning. <laughs> you know, you know, um, I don't know if you remember at the, at the Dallas hemp convention, at Lucky Leaf, um, uh, New Bloom, I forget the, uh, the owner of New, Bo- New Bloom. Um, oh, John and Jessica. John, mm-hmm. John, John gave a great speech about where hemp, they did a little speech for their happy hour. And he talked about, he really said, like what you said, he goes, we're pioneers. We want to look back and say, hey, look at everything we've done to get to where, you know, where it's going. And I never really took the word pioneer. I never thought about it until you said it. And it kind of was inspiring when he said, hey, we're all pioneers here. We're leading the way. And I think it's awesome to be part of that, to be moving Texas forward. It's just a great feeling to be with this, with this team, this family of hemp farmers in the state of Texas. I agree. Well, Eddie, thank you so much for everything that y'all have done. If people are interested in Oak Cliff, what is the best way to find y'all? Yeah, so we're on Instagram, uh, Oak Cliff Cultivators. We're also on Facebook um, when we're not in Facebook jail. But you can find <laughs> us at oakcliffcultivators.com or you can reach me at uh, info at oakcliffcultivators.com as well. Great. And y'all do a lot of uh, pop-up as vendors in the Oak Cliff area, right? Yeah, we, we're pretty... <laughs> We have five events last month. It was a busy, July was busy. Um, August, is n- no different. Um, we're in, we're in the greater Dallas area. Not only Oak Cliff, we, we, we got some, we have a really good partnership with Oak Cliff Brewery right there in the middle of Oak Cliff. We're there once a month, but we're also brought enough going into the deep LM areas to the greater part of the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. Well, awesome. I know that everybody is recognizing your brand and and who you are. And it's always wonderful to see all at all of the expos that are coming up. Well, Eddie, thank you again for your knowledge and your expertise. And we're excited to have you as a board member for the Hemp Coalition. Is there anything you would like to leave us with before we get off the podcast? Uh, Go Texas Hemp. (laughs) (laughs) Go Texas Hemp. We're all in this together. It's pretty cool. All right. Okay. Well, thank you, Eddie, so much. And we will see all of you on the next podcast.